as a Quranic foundation and as a starting point, let us contemplate upon four verses from the Quran, two of which appear in Surah Al-Nahl and the remaining two in Surah Al-Ankabut and Al-Ahqaf respectively. Al-Nahl 96 reads, وَلَنَجْزِيَنَّ الَّذِينَ صَبَرُوا أَجْرَهُمْ بِأَحْسَنِ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ And certainly we shall reward those who are steadfast according to the best بِأَحْسَنِ According to the best of their actions. The verse immediately following it concludes in almost the same way. مَنْ عَمِلَ صَالِحًا مِنْ ذَكَرٍ أَوْ أُنْثَى وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ فَلَنُحْيِيَنَّهُ حَيَاةً طَيِّبَةً وَلَنَجْزِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْرَهُمْ بِأَحْسَنِ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Whoever does a good deed and has faith, we will give them a good life and we will reward them according to the best of their actions. The same motif is expressed in Surah Al-Ankabut, verse number 7. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ لَنُكَفِّرَنَّ عَنْهُمْ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ وَلَنَجْزِيَنَّهُمْ أَحْسَنَ الَّذِي كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ And we shall reward them according to the best of their actions. Surah Al-Ahqaf, verse 16, confirms the same idea. أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ نَتَقَبَّلُ عَنْهُمْ أَحْسَنَ مَا عَمِلُوا Or, يُتَقَبَّلُ عَنْهُمْ أَحْسَنُ مَا عَمِلُوا If you will, we accept from those the best of what they do. One shared feature of these verses is that they all tell us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards us according to the best of, the, of our actions. Yet, there is something more and different at stake here. And it is this I wish to highlight. Wallahu a'lam. The verses hint at the idea that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala identifies what is most beautiful in us. Bi'ahsani ma kanu ya'maloon and in al-ankabut Viewed in this way, and together with the doctrine of التخلق بأخلاق الله, characterizing oneself with the character traits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the verses drive home the lesson of focusing on what is most beautiful in people. Is this the only possible interpretation of the verses? Certainly not, but it is a possibility. Even when the Quran criticizes some practices, it acknowledges the good side of people. Let us consider Surah Al-Hadid, verse 27, which criticizes some forms of monasticism. وَرَهْبَانِيَّةً إِبْتَدَعُوهَا مَا كَتَبْنَاهَا عَلَيْهِمْ And a monasticism 
The same verse speaks high of those monks or ascetics. وَجَعَلْنَا فِي قُلُوبِ الَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوهُ رَأْفَةً وَرَحْمَةً And we put mercy and compassion in the hearts of those who followed him, i.e. Jesus. What is more? The same verse says, إِلَّا ابْتِغَاءَ رِضْوَانِ اللَّهِ Except for the sake of Allah or for pleasing the Almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala. This difficult Quranic construction, إِلَّا ابْتِغَاءَ رِضْوَانِ اللَّهِ seems to be saying that although those monks introduced some defective elements of worship, their intention was pure. They sought God's contentment. They wanted to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another level is not, is not only to identify beauty in people, but to magnify those good qualities, to amplify them. We find evidence for this principle in Surah Al-An'am 160, towards the end of Surah Al-An'am. مَنْ جَاءَ بِالْحَسَنَةِ فَلَهُ عَشْرُ أَمْثَالِهَا Whoever comes with a deed, it will be multiplied for him or her ten times. There is also a third and a higher level, and it is to explain even those unpleasant acts from the perspective of Jamal, from the lens of beauty. Surah Yusuf, verse 100. Yusuf السلام, says, وَقَدْ أَحْسَنَ بِي So after he summarizes the story, he remarks, وَقَدْ أَحْسَنَ بِي And he was gracious to me. Yusuf السلام, makes no reference to the brother's plot to kill him or to the fact that they sold him into slavery. He is trying to relieve them from a sense of guilt. In fact, by saying, وَقَدْ أَحْسَنَ بِي And he has been gracious to me. It is as if Yusuf السلام, is trying to explain their evil acts in a beautiful way. He is telling them that it had been God's plan all along. Their sins become merits. The Torah, 50, Genesis 50-20, puts it in plain terms. And you intended evil against me. Elohim, and God intended it for good. The real significance of these Quranic passages goes far beyond their particulars. The profound overarching lesson is to search out the good in others. Within all of us is something unique 
which grows by recognition. To see the beauty in others is to imitate the acts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what, according to the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does to us. And what he appears to be calling us to do for others. If recovering beauty has immense significance on our relationship with other people and by extension with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we may ask, what are the preconditions for this state? How can we appropriate beauty in others? I would like to share with you two things. The first is to accept the complexity of the human condition, to appreciate the coexistence of good and evil at the same time, and to deal with ourselves and with others with a discerning eye, to isolate what is good from what is bad in one and the same person. The basis for this appears to be a statement in Surah Luqman, verse 15. Verse 164, the Malaika, the angels say, وَمَا مِنَّا إِلَّا لَهُ مَقَامٌ مَعْلُومٌ And each of us has a known station. Meaning that their status is fixed. Some of our ulama said that this law of fixity applies to all creatures except us, except humans. Because we grow, we develop, and there is always the potential for beauty. In fact, when the mufassireen Look at verse 30 in Surah Al-Baqarah. وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ إِنِّي جَاهِرٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةً And when God told the angels, I will put a successor on earth, they say that, some of them say, that humans are superior to angels. Why? Because we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala against all the odds. We worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala despite the evil inclination, despite our desires, whereas the angels are infallible. The second condition for locating beauty in others is to have husn avvan, good opinion. Notice the strong tone in Surah An-Nur, verse number 12. لَوْلَا إِذْ سَمِعْتُمُوهُ غَنَّ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتُ بِأَنفُسِهِمْ خَيْرًا Why, when you heard the ifk, the lie, didn't the believing men and believing women think well of their own people? In fact, this is one of the main lessons of Surah Al-Kahf, of the story of Musa السلام, and Al-Khidr, which teaches us that appearances can sometimes be deceiving. The story makes a distinction 
between the events as seen by the eye and what is really going on. Musa alayhi salam asks, But it turns out that smashing the poor fisherman's boat is a very wise and moral action. In this regard, and on prioritizing husn al-dhan, good opinion, Sheikh Abdul Hakim Murad writes, and I quote, Even if we are mistaken, and our companion is no saint, the fitrah, the innate faithful goodness is not completely lost in anyone. The spark of the spirit, the ruh, cannot be extinguished." End quote. The value of husn al-dhan, or the good opinion, is more clearly understood when we consider verse 155 in Surah Al-A'raf. The verse recalls the event when Musa السلام, and the 70 elders uh, approached the mountain and they were seized by an earthquake. Musa السلام, says, Atuhlikuna bima minna? Will you destroy us for what the foolish did? In illa fitnatuk. This is your trial. Tudillu biha man Al-Ghazali in Ihya' Ulum al-Din comments on this saying of Musa alayhi salam. He says, وَهَذَا مِنْ غَيْرِ مُوسَى عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ مِنْ سُوءِ الْأَدَبِ لِأَنَّ الَّذِي أُقِيمَ مَقَامَ الْأُنْسِ يُلَاطَفُ وَيُحْتَمَلْ He says, something even similar to what Musa alayhi salam said, if it came from someone else, from anyone but Musa alayhi salam, it would be bad conduct. But he, i.e. Musa alayhi salam, who has been uplifted to the stage of intimacy, al-uns, is treated with gracious indulgence, with grace. Al-Imam al-Ghazali then provides us the general principle which is very central to our understanding of husn al-dhan. He says, وَلَا تَسْتَبْعِذَنَّ بِمَا يَغْضَبُ بِهِ عَلَىٰ غَيْرِهِ And do not deem it improbable that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may be pleased with one servant for doing what would anger him in another, what would anger him if committed by someone else. So the standards are non-linear. Dear brothers and sisters, I have endeavored in this khutbah to set the scattered Quranic verses in the wider context of beauty, of complexity, and husn al-dhan. I have tried to look at the larger picture, and I attempted to place the seemingly disconnected Quranic verses within the broader constellation 
the stars, the nujum, فلا أقسم بمواقع النجوم within their orbits. كل في فلك يسبحون. The Quran has been the subject of an ongoing interpretation for as long as Muslims have studied revelation. Every age has added its reflections, and so must ours. For the Quran is pregnant with the future. Participating in that conversation is part of what it is to be a Muslim. Every life is a commentary on the Quran, and each of us has his or her annotation to write. Brothers and sisters, the Quran can inspire, but sometimes we have to listen very hard.